0: Your work week is over.
1: The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend! This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Welcome into The Last Word. Brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Matty Howdy. How we doing? Let's have some fun. I call it the finest football weekend, even though it's a one day. I know you like to double up on the Saturday and Sundays. I do. I do. But I tell you what, the conference championships is, is better than the Super
0: Bowl for me. And especially with the four teams we have. I mean, I think Ooh. arguably right now, I mean... The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Lions coming out of, uh, not out of nowhere, but certainly great for their fan base. You know, first time in, what, 32 years they're in the NFC championship game. And you got the 49ers. So let's roll. Let's kick it off. I'm ready for Sunday already. Hey, we're going to help
1: out, uh, or get some help, rather, from Clark Judge. He's going to be coming up in a minute. We're going to talk about those conference championship games. Uh, he's also a pro football Hall of Fame voter. We're going to lay out the uh, likeliness of Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney yeah. this year yeah. getting admitted to Canton, joining Edger. James, Tony Dungy, Peyton Manning, among others. Um, And Clark's a big influencer on there. So we're going to touch with that. I <laughs> he know. was the
0: original influencer. I know.
1: I'm going to grease him up on that and say, hey, we need some extra help. Alright, Matty Occi, let's do this thing. We got a thing called 5 and 5 here, alright? Yeah. Rapid fire, I like to call it. Getting you ready for the weekend. We have to talk some Colts before we talk conference championship games. So I have this thing called 5 and 5. Let it rip.
2: All I need is 5 minutes. Only
0: 5 minutes more. Can't you give me 5 I'm trying to show you girl
1: Love what you're doing there on 5-5 Matty Ochi, how about this one, expectations
0: I don't know if we can get 5-5, five and five, but we're going to try We're
1: going to expectations, 2024 for this Colts They've missed the playoffs for three straight years They've gone nine seasons without a division title. I hate saying that, but boy, the truth hurts. More than half the league has won a division and or multiple playoff games since Indy last did. Matt, after a 9-8 and eight season, yeah. in 2023. What are the vibes going into the offseason and expectations next year? Richardson, I know. It's all about Anthony. I get it. <laughs> but put him to the side a little bit, expectations. No,
0: I think they're there. I think it's time to start winning and winning big. You talked about Anthony Richardson. He's going to have to – you know, reboot his rookie season to a degree considering he only played 15% of the offensive snaps for the entire year. But what he showed you was incredibly promising. And after nine and eight overachieving with a backup quarterback this year in Gardner Minshew, expectations are going to be higher for next year. Chris Ballard said it at his press conference a couple of weeks ago. He said, quote, we should legitimately be competing for divisions And playoffs, that's our expectation. That's really our expectation every year. But I think that is really possible here going forward. I couldn't agree more. Time is now, brother. Let's go number two. Yes, sir. Free agents. They have 13 unrestricted free agents on the Colts roster following this
1: season, including Pittman Jr., Kenny Moore, Grover Stewart, Blackman, Minshew Moss, Rigoberto Sanchez, among the others. Is this one of the most star-studded free agent class yes. that we've had oh, to address yeah. in some time here? Yeah,
0: probably the biggest you know, marquee, if you will, of in-house free agents the Colts have had in quite some time. I mean, in recent years, You know, you typically have two to three big names that you have to contend with in terms of uh, weighing to to bring back. But there's six starters in that group that you just mentioned there and a seventh starter for over a quarter of the season. And Zach Moss, who ran for over 700 yards, he's a free agent as well. So you can make a big case for all of those guys coming back next season. It probably won't happen because of the nature of the business, right, despite the Colts having a lot of cap space. Some big names are going to be coming back to this team. And I think they should because you're a team that's going to be operating on a rookie quarterback contract. You can afford to bring back some of these juicy names that played at a high level for you last season at a variety of different positions.
1: Hey, this is five and five. Hey, number three, our opponents in 2024. Colts are going to play some crossover games at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Steelers, on the road against the Broncos, some other ones that they're going to have at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Dolphins are coming in, the Bears on the road. You're looking at the Patriots, the Jets on the road, Broncos, Giants, Packers, Vikings. What do you like most about the 24 upcoming season?
0: Well, you're going to have seven games against teams that made the playoffs this year. Houston twice, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, pittsburgh and green bay and the quarterback slate is way more difficult next season at least on paper the colts jeffrey they faced a rookie or a backup quarterback in 10 of 17 games this year in the regular season and as things stand now you're probably not going to get so lucky you got josh allen you got tua aaron Rodgers, jordan love jared goff trevor lawrence twice cj stroud twice so that young secondary, it's about to get tested big time next season.
1: No kidding. How about the AFC? We're going for number four right now in five and five. They got some new hires around here, Matt. Let's get it out. Brian Callahan, he came in here last year. Interviewed for this team. Obviously, Chain Steichen got the job. The Titans said we're not letting them go. He is their head coach elsewhere, former Falcons defensive coordinator. Ryan Nielsen, he takes over in the same capacity for the Jaguars. How significant are those hires for the AFC South?
0: I think they're big in terms of how they relate to the Colts because there's going to be a shift in Tennessee. They're not going to be the ground and pound team anymore with Derrick Henry. He's probably not coming back. He's a free agent as well. As you said, Callahan interviewed for the Colts head coaching job last year. He's widely respected. Has been the Bengals offensive coordinator for the last five years. Put up some big numbers there. He's worked with Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Peyton Manning. So, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with now down in Tennessee. And then Nielsen taking over the Jaguars. Uh, that defense in Jacksonville, Jeffrey, they kind of fell off a cliff there in the second bad. half of the season. Um, In the last six games, they gave up nearly 30 points per game. Nielsen comes over from Atlanta, where they had one of the best defenses in the league, and they completely shut down the Colts. You remember that uh, Christmas Eve game? Uh, it was tough sledding for the Colts offensively uh, in that game, so that's not an insignificant hire when it comes to this Colts team. All right,
1: that's the latest and greatest. That's five and five. I mean, rapid fire. Love what you do there, Matey. we got a lot more to talk about. Let's go to number five, the playoff ratings, okay? Yeah. They're all over the place this year. Averaged 40 million last weekend, the highest on record dating back to 1988. Listen to this one. Last Sunday, the Chiefs and Bills averaged 50 million viewers, the most watched divisional or wild card game Ever, Matt. Why are ratings up?
0: I think you got the perfect storm. I mean, you've got elite teams in the playoffs. You've got stars. You have highly marketable players in every matchup. You know, believe it or not, you got Taylor Swift. That helps. Not, not too. believe it
1: or not. That's that's that's, that's It that's helps the peripheral fan
0: absolutely. And you've got some juicy storylines. You've got the Lions snapping their playoff drought. You've got. The rookie sensation, C.J. Stroud. You've got MVP candidates in Lamar Jackson and Mahomes and Josh Allen. You've got storied franchises like the Chiefs, the 49ers. Sports betting is at an all-time high. Sure. And also, too, quite frankly, Jeffrey, have you looked at the weather around the country lately? I've been a little shoddy. It's, right, so it's cold. Everybody's inside, staying at home, watching football. That helps, too.
1: And like you said, the, the Taylor Swift effect. And by the way, you see Kelsey and you see Mahomes every other freaking commercial that you're watching anything. You could be watching Jeopardy. State Farm. Yeah, there you'll they get are. that. So I'm saying, when we come back, we're going to talk about those championship games this weekend in the AFC and the NFC, and we'll do that with Clark Judge, longtime NFL writer from the Talk of Fame Network. Clark is also a pro football Hall of Fame voter. We're going to find out this year that former Colts Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney, are they going to make it into Canton? For Matt Taylor, I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is The Last Word. We're going to come back with a whole lot more right here on and 107.5 The Fan.
0: We're giving you all you need to know on the Colts. This is The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio.
1: Welcome back to The Last Word, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel right here on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. Time now to catch up with Clark Judge from the Talk of Fame Network, a great writer, a great host. He's been covering the league forever and a day. And uh, we're going to talk some Pro Football Hall of Fame voting. Reggie Wayne included Dwight Freeney. Uh, we got some championship games to go over. Local player here. Hey Clark, how are you today?
2: I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm a up in the weather here in the Northeast. It's Cloudy and foggy, and my, uh, hopefully my brain's not foggy
1: today. But, yeah, doing fine. <laughs> oh, I love it. We are, uh, in my opinion. Similar story here, Clark. <laughs> yeah, so Yeah, A little cold, a little <laughs> yeah, yeah. wet,
0: a little rainy, a little <laughs> yeah.
1: snowy. But uh, what a great afternoon that comes. I love it. I, I think it's the finest day of football. We're going to talk about the championship games. I want to stick close to home, Clark, right here. Obviously, you've been covering this league for a long time, seeing the great quarterbacks come in. And we just have a sample size of Anthony Richardson, the fourth overall pick in last year's draft, paired with Shane Steichen. Just kind of forecast a little bit in the future years to come. What does this Colts offense look like to you?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you can't tell based on what, four games that Richardson played this year, but you saw enough there to you, you think there, there's a possibility of the relationship being somewhat like Jalen Hurts was Steichen in, in Philadelphia. I'm not going to say it's going to be Jalen Hurts. I mean, Hurts had a sort of been somewhat of a disappointing year this year, but he was Hurts. I mean, there were a lot of injuries going around this year, and Richardson certainly was one of them. But you saw enough there to think, this guy's got a chance, and when he came out of the draft, people were saying, the most talented, but he's raw. You've you really got to work with him. He's in the right situation, and I think he could could be a really good... I don't want to use the word elite because it's thrown around too much, but he could be a really good quarterback based on what we've seen, but it's a very small sample size, so I'd be really careful. As I said, I know yeah. what happened in Philadelphia, and I know how Hurts just jumped forward there, so there's a possibility of that happening. He, he's got the quarterback with the talent. Now let's see, see what
0: happens. Clark, going into this weekend, uh, the championship games, the AFC title game, you've got the Ravens, who have the top-scoring defense, a top-10 offense, one of the best kickers of all time on special teams. They've got the best running game in the NFL. They have probably the uh, NFL MVP in Lamar Jackson. And yet you, you kind of still feel like the Ravens have something to prove, and they've got a, another hurdle to jump over in the Chiefs. Do you have that same vibe about this game just because it is Mahomes and it is the defending champs in in Kansas City and yet another AFC championship game?
2: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, I I used to cover the Colts when they were in Baltimore. So I know the Baltimore area very well. And then I go down and see the Ravens a lot. And I know John Harbaugh from the Eagles and have gotten to know him there with the, the Ravens. He's done a great job there. But when you look at this game, there are a couple things that are considerations. One is, as you mentioned, Mahomes and the Chiefs. They always are in somebody's way. I thought Buffalo would beat them last week because they're home. They got Josh Allen. Turns out, honestly, they just didn't have enough defense. I thought Allen played magnificently. Just didn't have enough defense. Now you come to a game where, as you said, all the pieces are in place here for Baltimore. It's just like, let's just play the game. Right. But Mahomes, Mahomes is in your way. That's one of the things. They always seem to find a way to win games like this. But two, and I'm somewhat reluctant to say this, but I'll say it. I mean, there's still kind of a, a question about how Lamar Jackson gonna play in a big game. He's not just the presumptive MVP. He's gonna win it. I mean, he's gonna win the MVP. There's no question about it. I vote. I talk to guys about He's gonna be be the MVP. But when you look at this game, you, you just are reminded of like remember when Tennessee came to town in Baltimore? They were gonna beat him. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't. You know, and and Jackson was one and three in the playoffs before this year. And then you saw it happen in the first half last weekend against Houston. You went, oh my God, are we doing this again? And suddenly, boom, they flipped the switch, and the second half, they outscored the, the Titans uh, on the side of the Texans 24-0. That's what you want to see. Now, there are a couple key factors, and one of which is Joe Tooney, I don't think, he's going to play. He's hurt for Kansas City. That's a huge deal. He's an all-pro guard. The interior of the line so important to the protection of Mahomes. You've now got a defense that led the league in scoring. Led the league in sacks. They can get after him. If you can get after him with a front four and drop seven to the coverage. You can confuse him. I've seen it before. It can happen here. I think Baltimore win. I think they will. But like you say, there's this little <laughs> something in the back of your head that goes, oh, no, it's Kansas City. A must-win game. Andy Reid. Andy Reid against his assistants in playoff games. What is he? Yeah, Someone right. said, "I have no yeah five and zero oh or something." I go, "Oh my god, no, not again! I don't want to see him again." I'm like Jamar Chase, no. But um, yeah, so those are the two considerations. I, I I do like Baltimore in this game, but because of Mahomes makes you gives you pause, and and Justin's gotta prove that yeah he is now the MVP play like the MVP like he did in the second half last weekend, you'll win this game.
1: We'll find out Sunday. That's Clark Judge. Follow him on Twitter, X at Clark Judge, T-O-F. That is for the Talk of Fame Network, where he's a writer and a host, a great writer. Let's go to the other side, the NFC. Were you a favor of the Dan Campbell hire when he came in, you know, kind of pounding the chest with a bunch of bravado, that old school style? And are you a believer in these Lions currently?
2: Well, let's answer the first question. No, I was not a believer. And after they started so slowly, they went, what in the heck are they doing? Oh, wait, it's the Lions. Okay, so they're going to mm-hmm. make mistakes again. Um, but now that you look at them, people go, oh, he's changed the culture. That's always the, the mantra. He's changed the culture. Well, apparently he did it from the very beginning, but it didn't translate to wins and losses. And then you saw last year, in the middle of the season, something happened. I went, what's going on in Detroit? Oh, maybe the rest of the division is not very good. Well, okay. But to me, the the, the most telling game of, the year, and I'm talking about last year it was the last game of the season. They go into Green Bay. Well, Green Bay, all they've got to do is win, and they're in the playoffs. They got Aaron Rodgers. All they got to do is win, right? They didn't. Detroit was the better team. Detroit should have been in the playoffs last year. So when they came into this season, guys, the, the trendy pick for that division wasn't Green Bay. It mm-hmm. wasn't Minnesota. It was Detroit. That's how much people believed in them before the season. And then when they hit the rocky road a little bit, like halfway, three-quarters of the way I thought, I don't know. Maybe they'll come back to earth. They look good again. Um, they're, they're, they're playing well. They believe in themselves. They've got something to prove. I don't think they have enough talent, honestly, to beat San Francisco. But, um, you know, that's why we play the games. Uh, Debo Samuel, I don't know what his situation is. He may not play. That's a big deal yeah. for San Francisco. But because I cover that team, I, I always, and I'm talking about the 49ers, I lean towards them, and I do think they've got a lot of talent in a lot of places offensively and defensively. So um, I I like the 49ers this game. I don't like them big. I I think they're going to, it's going to be a close game, but I think they win.
0: That's Clark Judge from the Talk of Fame Network, longtime NFL insider. Here on The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman, I'm Matt Taylor, 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Now, Clark, you are also one of 50 Hall of Fame voters, and former Colts Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney as you know, among 15 modern-era finalists for the class of 2024. And you and your committee mates, you're going to meet prior to the Super Bowl to uh, determine the Hall of Fame class. Let's start with Reggie Wayne. What do you think the conversation is regarding him in terms of his candidacy? Because he's been there before, right? He's reached the final 15 in each of his five years of eligibility. So what do you think that conversation regarding Reggie is going to be in a couple of weeks when you guys meet?
2: Well, keep in mind who's in the room there. You said 50 selectors. One of them is Bill Polian. another one's Tony Dungy. So, <laughs> and then you've got Mike Chappell, who's yep, the voter. Yep. So there are going to be three people who are arguing um, vociferously about Reggie Wayne, and, and rightly so. Um, he's one of three wide receivers who's up for election Andre Johnson and Tory Holt and the others. The feeling coming out of last year was we have to break this tie. And it was almost kind of like, I don't care who it is. We got to break it. All right, pick one. Um, but I think I felt really going into this that Andre Johnson had the more had more momentum than than Wayne and more momentum than Holt. Um, and I, I do think even you know today that he probably has the most momentum. But the fact of the matter is one of these guys is going to be elected. Um, Reggie Wayne's got a lot of support within that group, not just among those three voters, but within the group. I, I, I know one will be elected. I, I just think it, it might be Johnson and, and not the other two. But the other two, yeah, I can just tell you, probably are going to be elected the next two or three years. But uh, they've been waiting, those two have been waiting five years. Uh, Johnson came on the scene, I think, two or three years ago or uh, two years ago, whatever it was. And he immediately jumped into the top ten. And so he went, whoa, that was a big leap. So um, Reggie Wayne has got a chance. I mean, that's, that's the good news. The, the bad news is there are three at that position. One's probably coming out. Well, it could be two. I mean, six of the last seven years, we've chosen players at the same position. So that could happen. I don't think it's going to. My feeling would be if somebody were to be picked at this point, I'd say it's probably under. All
1: right, Clark Judge, let's do the right thing. Let's get the young man in there. It's about time. Okay, how about Dwight Freeney on the other side? How about his chances?
2: Yeah, he's another guy who's in a group of pass rushers. You know, you've got Julius Peppers who's up this year, right? First time guy. I think probably a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think that's really a a, a no-brainer. I do think first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, all-decade choice, choice in two decades, and that sort of speaks for itself, um, and also fourth all-time in sacks. But then you go, well, okay, Jared Allen. Jared Allen's been sitting there for a while. I think this is a straight year as a, a finalist, and he was in the top ten last year. Freeney wasn't, but Freeney, again, you know, has got momentum because, whoops, Phil Pauline, Tony Dungy, yeah. Mike Chapel in the room, and, and I'm not saying that's unfair, but I'm just saying that, listen, there's a groundswell of support, plus – Dungey and pulling are are very influential because when you talk to them, you go, these guys know. Tony, what do you say? Bill, what do you say? And and so they'll evaluate them and other players as well within the league. Um, But Dwight Freeney is a guy I think could surprise. I I would think he's going to be a top 10 guy this year. I don't preclude him being a top five choice. Um, He'd have to jump. It wouldn't be Peppers, and Peppers, I think, is the first ball guy. I don't question that. He'd have to jump Jared Allen. Do I think that could happen? I do, simply because Allen's kind of been sitting there and sitting there, and I don't sense the kind of momentum that I do for, I'll be honest with you, someone like a Patrick Willis, Mm -hmm. who is a um, San Francisco guy. And um, I'm not going to get into Patrick Willis because this is not a 49ers broadcast, but you look at his record, and it's unassailable aside from longevity, but he's got a resume almost second to none. Freeney is, you know, the thing that's interesting to me about Freeney is how close he is to another Hall of Fame candidate, and he's on your team.
1: Oh, I know Mathis. with Matt, with Robert but, Mathis. I mean, that's another quandary going on here in Indianapolis.
2: But, yeah, but Mathis can't break into the finals, and and Freeney can. And I've always wondered why, because they're very close in sacks. Uh, Freeney's got two and a half more, but Mathis is the all-time record holder in Forrest fumbles with fifty, what fifty one, fifty four, whatever it is. But he's the all-time record holder, so. How is that? Well, these two are like the same guy, and and I remember asking Tony about it. But um, it's it's a it's a very difficult choice. But the fact of the matter is, both of them are Hall of Fame worthy. Is this the year that Freedy kind of jumps Allen? Because honestly, he's sort of flashier. I mean, he made he, he was in Super Bowl, you know, he made big time sacks. The kind of guy that if you wanted to dial up a sack, you went for him. They double teamed him a lot. He was a guy that got a lot of notoriety. Allen kind of be saying, "What was his signature move?" I think people go, uh, uh, "I don't know." I mean, Dwight Freeney—it's a spin move, right? Yeah, you, you, right. Can, you can see it, but um, and that's why I think that's possible. So, um, you know, honestly, given the choice of your candidates, you gave me uh, Freeney and Wayne. I'd say Freeney's probably the more likely to move forward.
1: That's Clark Judge from the Talk of Fame Network. If you love football, follow him on Twitter X at Clark Judge T O F. Clark, really quick before we cut you loose, Bill Belichick—where's he end up?
2: I don't know that he ends up anywhere, to be honest with you. He might be a year off, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, he's been out this long, and uh, I'll try to make this quick, but this Atlanta thing, I never quite got that because he wants to win to to surpass Don Shula's record, right? He wants to win now, and he wants to be with a team that probably is going to make it to the playoffs. Well, where's that team? Um, And has a quarterback. It was maybe the Chargers, but they've already filled their position. So could it be a team that's still playing or still has a coach? That's my only question. Of the teams that are out there right now, I don't see anyone fitting that bill. Who's got the quarterback? Well, Atlanta has has two quarterbacks. which means They have none. Um, So I don't think that's happening. They're not going anywhere either. So what's that team? Could it be someone that's still playing? And I think it's possible. I mean, I think that's possible. So if it's not, I could see them not being anywhere, to be honest with you.
1: Wait, wait, back up real quick. A team that's still playing.
2: There are – I mean, listen, I'm not – I'm not – Trying to put any credibility in this, I'm not. Okay, understand this, but I'm saying if these rumors about like Andy Reid stepping aside, yes, yes, were true, if that were true, um, kind of place you go. Belichick you know? you got slides right in. Yes. Oh, you got Clark. the quarterback. You got the defense. You got the uh, championships. You got everything, and you go. for So that's a possibility. I'm saying that's a possibility. I know a lot of guys in Buffalo were unhappy with Sean McDermott. I don't think that's going to no. happen. I don't think he's going anywhere. Plus, how could the Bills hire Bill Belichick, you know? The right. guy that they hated for so <laughs> and so. But, um, but it's just it's a weird deal because people thought they would be jumping off the cliff for Bill Belichick. He's a, he's a different guy. I mean, he wants GM responsibilities. Um, he can be, I think, tough to work with, but he's certainly successful. The question is how successful would he be with... Uh, the quarterbacks they have in Atlanta. I don't think they would. I mean, look what he did in, in New England without Tom Brady. Hey. Uh, look we did, didn't believe it without Tom Brady. Love
1: but, it, man. Um, Love it. Love yeah, that I'm you put this right. together, and it's in my head now for the whole weekend, Belichick possibly to the Chiefs. Oh, my. Clark Judge, no. that's why we have you on, sir. The best in the business. <laughs> yeah, thanks for railroading me. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. We'll <laughs> talk to you next week, Clark. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: sure. After the hire, we'll talk to you, Clark. Hey, man, I so appreciate after it. The, after the death from New England fans, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Hey, keep up the great work. Love love reading and listening to you and everything. And obviously, Todd is God. Continue with your Todd Rundgren, uh tour that you're on. <laughs> Clark has seen him 85 times, and he's going for that 100 mark. He's got three of his upcoming shows on, in the book. So, well done. Hats off to you, and let's talk to you in the off season and catch up. Yeah, I got a Todd ticket save for you, Jeffrey. <laughs> That's a, let's go, baby. Let's go. Just don't ruin my guitar. Hey, thanks, Clark. We'll talk to you. <laughs> You got it. Hey, I give him credit, man. Anybody that's going to go out of their way a hundred times to go see that's an dedication. Artist, that's man. what I'm saying. Clark's been around. A I don't while, know if too. I could
0: see Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers hundred no, times sh- without getting a little
1: Taylor. Shut Been there, mouth. been there. Done know it, that, you know it, and I know it. You'd ride a bike to go see Tom <laughs> Petty across country. I'd like, to, I'd like to. Probably I mean, too bad. Yeah. Too bad. But Todd
0: Runger and a little niche there by Clark. I like it. When we
1: come back, we'll give you the Forum Credit Union Question of the Week. Talking about the Lions and their playoff win drought. Also, we're going to talk about those championship games. A whole lot more coming up. Don't go in. Anywhere, this is the last word. Ninety-three-five, one-zero-seven-five. The fan.
0: This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The Thank last you. word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. That is
1: the kinks right there. Ray Davies screaming, "I need you."
0: <laughs> Who's he screaming that to? Um, is it me? Always screaming at you. Oh, yeah. In your yes. direction, Everyone. someone is always screaming at you. Well,
1: I need you too, Ray Davies. <laughs> hey, welcome back. for the last word. Brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Proud sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis Colts. Last word. Also brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, official super center of the Indianapolis Colts. and Proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Time now for the Forum Credit Union question of the week. The Lions. My team. That was my team growing up, Mayte. Yeah, I know Michigan. this. Yeah, Michigan anymore not anymore but the Lions used to have my uh Gary Danielson my fandom if Yeah, you on Gary Danielson here she's those Lions have won two playoff games this year after going 30. 30- two consecutive seasons without a postseason victory. The city of Detroit went over 11,600 days between (laughs) NFL playoff wins for the Lions. Again, the city of Detroit went over 11,600 days between NFL playoff wins for the Lions. Incredible. Now that Detroit's got the monkey off their back, which NFL franchise owns the longest drought since
0: their most recent playoff win? Oh, Who holds the record now?
1: Yeah, and Lions are done after 32. They got their win. Who is it now? The team that is looking for their first playoff victory well, I was in gonna, years. I
0: was going to say the Bengals, but they got the monkey off their back before uh, before the Lions right. did a couple years ago with uh, Joey Burrow. Is it the Chargers? Shocked
1: at this one, take Shocked. Chargers? It's the stinking Dolphins.
0: Yeah, that's the right. The Dolphins'
1: last playoff victory came over the Colts in 2000. That's 25 years ago.
0: 23, 24 years ago. Whatever. Or 23 Beating 23 Indy. Seasons. I mean, that's I mean, jeez. <laughs> they beat the
1: Colts 23-17 in overtime in the wild card round. Since then, nada. Miami's gone, and they've lost six straight postseason games. Also, now Detroit is headed to the championship game. Only Washington. I say it like that because we're going back to those old days for the Commanders. The yeah. Washington Commanders have been out of the game longer than the Dallas Cowboys. Washington made it. There in '91, Dallas in '95. I'm talking about the championship game. So, hey, good for you, Detroit Lions. Do what you're doing. I happen to think you're going to get waxed this weekend <laughs> up in San
0: Francisco. Ah, oh, contraire, I mon frere. This that. is going to be a great game. You
1: heard it right here. I think San Francisco no. bullies. Dan Campbell and the Lion and wins convincingly no, up there. No,
0: I disagree. We
1: will talk about it next week, mayte visit yes, the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. You can then interact with other fans online, post a topic, and participate in various discussions regarding your Colts Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Let's get out of here with the guy who has some Indianapolis Colts roots. Yeah. We figured maybe last year at this time, wow, what's he doing? What's, <laughs> what's Harbaugh up to? I think we've said that for the
0: last decade, I know, right? I we
1: have. And then Shane Steichen came in. The rest is history. But Jim Harbaugh signed with the L.A. Chargers. What do you think about this, having another crack at it? And, obviously, he's leaving up a sparkly, beautiful, shiny object yeah. up in Ann Arbor. A mansion. But, I mean, in that in that national championship trophy. Yeah. But, Matt, there's so much stuff around it and everything What's going in. Was that why he went to the next level? Because he was facing sanctions from the NCAA.
0: Well, I don't know. You're the Michigan guy, so you know more about that than I do. But I think – you know, the one thing that college football, Michigan, Alabama, you know, all these great programs can't offer a guy like Jim Harbaugh is a Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. the one thing he does not have as a player or a coach. So it's fascinating to me, Jeffrey, that the Chargers, they interview 15 candidates and only one guy got a second interview, and that was Jim Harbaugh. Like, who's been out of the, he's been out of the NFL game for nine years. I know that's kind of overblown a little bit, but it's it's – Fascinating to me, and Harbaugh was their guy the entire time. How
1: about that? He got paid too. Obviously, I don't know what's going to happen up in Michigan. There's some talk of Sean Moore taking over the interim coach when uh, when when they were slapping Harbaugh on the wrist this year. So, hey, best of luck out there. <laughs> and that's and, what it was. And Jim, we've always been a fan of yours, but I tell you what, when the Chargers and Colts play, you're going to get waxed. So I'm just saying it right there. <laughs> Two things right there: the 49ers roll, and Harbaugh will get waxed. mayte I enjoy it. Appreciate you sitting down with me each week talking a little football.
0: Likewise, pal. Have a great weekend. Last enjoy these work. games.
1: Right here, we're. Gonna we do it every Friday for you right here. And uh, don't forget, coming up next, the Pacers and the Suns. Tom Chambers and Rex Chapman <laughs> are taking on the Indiana Pacers right here on 93.5 and 107.5. let